Welcome everyone to the Dynamo Abroad podcast where we talk about anything and everything Dynamo Kiev related. We're so glad to be back with you during this winter break. As usual, I'm your host Alex Lushik and coming to us from Southampton, I think, uh, is Dima. Where you- that's Sorry, right, Dima. that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, good to be back. Uh, finally, no static, uh, good sound quality from everyone. Uh, yeah. And uh, Coming to us from the worst, the I don't want to say worst, but the uh, not as good half of the Hudson River is Eric. How's it going, Eric? Jax, I don't know about that. Um, it is freezing right now in uh, in New York. It is just to give you guys. I mean, Alex, I'm sure you're probably facing the same, but it is okay. It's minus one right now, so that's not terrible. But recently, it's been like minus nine, minus ten. I mean, it has been just not even fun to walk five minutes to the gym so that paired with some very bleak friendlies that we're going to be covering could be better could be better and i don't know about you eric but uh apparently we have a big storm coming in tomorrow night into it's saturday Do you i know don't how know many times that they've, that they've said that there's supposed to be snow coming in here and i mean i guess i don't know for new jersey but i know in the city we've gotten every time they've said that we've gotten absolutely nothing I mean, for New Jersey, they said it could be anything from two inches to two feet. So I, I don't know what to really make of that. So we uh, okay. I know we have an advisory Friday through Saturday. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. But then it's supposed to warm up a little bit next week, so it'll be gone. So I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, this is it's just going to be a pain on Saturday for those who are doing whatever people do on a Saturday. Uh, but. We have some bigger news on to the latest news topic. Uh, Strasbourg is interested in Shabanov. Um, I'll drive him to Eastern France if I have to. That sounds like a good deal to me. Uh, Lenyev loans to uh, Ferhevar in Hungary. Um, I'm happy for him that he's playing, but I hate everything pretty much about that move, that he didn't get an actual shot here at Dynamo. Um, it's a one-year loan with the option to you don't, buy. Sorry, you don't think that two leagues starts in two seasons is a fair chance? Uh, uh, you're, you're right. How could I forget? Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> to, to, you know, um, but I mean, just... And you know what the worst part is? He, it's, we've talked about this on the show before. It's not even like he played his natural position. So we've barely given him chances in a position that's not really his own. Dynamo. Uh, I think the most he played in one match this season was 45 minutes, which was against Metalis 1925. Yep. Outside of that, he didn't play more than 20 minutes, maybe, yep. or so. And like they, they, Alex sent me a video on talking about why Lednev didn't play because they were like talking about his positioning, his movement off the ball, things like that. And, and just his overall contributions in the match, in one match. And I was like, okay then where is the same logic for Tsahankov or honestly half over the majority of the rest of our squad? So I agree. It's frustrating. He should be given a proper chance here. I mean, if this was what he was doing after five, six, seven, eight, you know, however many chances, fair enough, it's not working out, but I mean, he, again, we've, I mean, we've talked about this about a hundred times that people playing ahead of him don't perform and don't play well day in and day out. I don't know what it would take for him to get a chance. Ultimately, I'm glad he's getting playing time. But, I mean, and who, who else can play in the right wing position right now besides Tanko? Voloshin, but... I 
didn't Luchescu started Velocity? Well, not started, but he when he put him on in one of the preseason games, he put him on a left back. So, uh, I mean, did he? Yeah, he did for like ten minutes, and then he switched him with the pen up. Jesus. Well, um, do you remember when Andreevsky and Shapilov used to play w- w- winger under Mikhailichenko? Well, there's your answer. Um, point. We just want to give also a quick update on the uh, players who didn't travel to the winter camp. Uh, Bo- uh, Popov ha- is doing his rehab in Belgium. Karvayev, Shkurin, Zabarni are all uh, COVID positive. Um, and Besedin is also continuing to recover, but he has since joined the team. Uh, a player you may not have heard in that was Ramirez, who has not featured in any of the four games. Um, Dima, what's the issues going on with Ramirez? Um, so from what I understand, he's training at his um, national team, Venezuela's training ground. Uh, they've got games soon and he wants to become uh, their first choice striker. So he's chosen to just train with them. And um, I, but, you know, on one hand, I don't understand why he wouldn't, you know, train with the team that's paying him. On the other hand, well, you know, he's an international player. We can't really, um, can't really be too angry uh, with him uh, for you know <laughs> being with his national team. But uh, yeah, it's just so weird when apparently he's going to get fined for it, and we're willing to listen to offers for him already. Um, in fact, I've, I've heard um, that there's interest uh, in him already. Um, but yeah, it's typical, typical Dynamo recruitment, you know sign a player the, the coach either didn't need or didn't want or the coach doesn't know what well, I don't know what it is anymore I don't know if the coach doesn't know what he's doing if he doesn't know what he wants or if he does know what he wants as he's not getting it and Ramirez isn't what he wants um, the communication from the club poor as always um, yeah he's just been frozen out we're just you know the fans are just having to left you know, you know, they're just left wondering as always. Um, yeah, no one, no one knows the full story apart from himself and probably the senior staff at Dynamo. But that is what it is. Um, yeah, things aren't looking good for him for sure. Yeah, I, I just wanted to add this. If he was a really important member of the Venezuela team, and they, you know, are still in with a shadow of World Cup qualification. I'm not saying it's great, but I could at least to an extent kind of understand his willingness or his desire to stay with the national team. Venezuela played tomorrow and on Tuesday against Bolivia and Uruguay. So you'd expect them. They could probably beat Bolivia when you think about on paper and Uruguay is a tough game until you look at the fact that they are dead last in common ball qualifying on seven points, 10 points off of fifth place Peru, which isn't even an automatic spot. That's a playoff spot. Um, Outside of Brazil and Argentina, who have a game in hand on everyone else, the rest of the teams have four games to play, so they'll probably be mathematically eliminated at to, by tonight because a lot of most of the games are tonight. Um, yeah, I don't think it's an issue, honestly, with him staying with Venezuela. I just think it's an issue if he wants out, and I don't blame him because he's barely he's the times he's played, he's played all right, and he's barely featured under Luchescu. Why waste his time? Why waste our time? Uh, yeah, you're probably right. On to the next one. Uh, Dinamo are interested in Fluminense. Ah. For... Is, are one of you guys okay? I'm very sorry. I'm very... 
very sorry <laughs> living in this unit accommodation you're gonna hear stuff like that i don't know i don't know what you heard but i'm wearing i'm wearing headphones so i'm luckily i'm partly muffled but yeah sorry about that <laughs> should probably worry. keep myself muted when i'm not speaking no it's okay um we want to know what's going on in uh, southampton don't we eric or maybe we don't i don't know um so uh dinamo have in i think they sent a bit as well didn't they for luan brito from fluminense um the the gene the, uh, i think we offered like one and one and a half million for him when his release clause is 50 million i mean you, only <laughs> only sur only surkis could i i um yeah i believe it's something like that but seriously i mean only surkis could could come up with some nonsense like that i mean He's a let's be honest, he, he's a complete no name. Um, he's a complete no name. I've never heard of him. No, no sane person um would actually spend 50 million on this guy. But yeah, uh we'll just, I, 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 I was I heard, yeah, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Um 1.5 million. He plays for the under 20s and he has a release cost of 15 million. That's 3%. 1, 1.5 million is 3% of 50 million. Only, only Dynamo could bid 3% of what a player's valued at. So, so I just want to I, I just want to bring this up. I tell me, so I went on transfer mark that gives no data about his youth statistics, and he's never been called up once for the Brazilian youth teams. New, oh, it's really He's really worth for the 50, 50 million price. Well, if, if they've given him such a high release clause, then, then they must see something in him, to be fair. But they probably wouldn't have, wouldn't put in. We got Vitinho for six million. They didn't put a 50 million release clause on him, did they? So and, and listen, we're not saying Luan Brito's a bad player. We I don't know if they use, but I've never seen him play. I've never but, heard of him, never but, seen him. Yeah. But if we're gonna be let's just say hypothetically, Surkis would be willing to splash the cash on 50 million. I think we'd I'd rather bring in eight or nine players for that kind of money instead of spending on one pretty oh, much no well. youth player. <laughs> we haven't even spent 50 million in a single window uh for Years and years and years. Well, we've never spent that kind of money on one player. Yeah. But if Surkis did, Surkis did have that kind of money, he probably would spend it on some complete no name, knowing him. Yeah. Um, on to another transfer rumor. And this one, I think uh, we like the sound of a little better. Uh, Dinamo interested in Hoffenheim attacking midfielder Mia Gacinovic. Uh, Eric, your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm full steam ahead on this one, but I would say out of all the transfer rumors that we've covered so far, this is the one that I'm probably the most intrigued by and the most, I guess, in theory in favor of reason being is because he, um, well, I believe on, according to transfer mark, they had him as a, as a right winger, but I believe he also plays as a center attacking mid and looking at our squad right now, you know, you could make the argument that backups that we have for all positions just are not good enough and we need better players. That's a separate argument. But in terms of actual personnel that we could slot into, you know, in our double pivot, you know, our backline attackers, we don't have anyone that can play as an attacking mid or, you know, an advanced playmaker, whichever that player in the hole right behind the striker. So, um, you know, typically when you play a 4-2-3-1 and you have that double pivot that kind of gives that attacking mid playmaker a little bit more freedom to you know boss the game from a little uh, from a more advanced position um you know allows them to use their creative freedom um in the offensive uh 
in the offensive half. So again, I think that it's a player that we need theoretically. That's a position that we need to back up. Um, he had some good numbers when he was at Frankfurt. Um, looked like he did pretty well there. One, did he win the German Cup with Frankfurt? Yeah, he scored the. Goal. He did, and supposedly he scored. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah he scored the uh, third sort of deciding goal. goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is so, the thing. I'm very much a you know a player who wins a trophy, particularly uh, against you know, single-handedly. Uh, I agree. Well, I'm a, probably a big fan of that, but. Yeah, I mean, according we'll to the to numbers, wait and on, see. The, the, according to the numbers on transfer mark, he had some, he had some, he did some good things when he was at Frankfurt. Featured a lot for them. Had some notable contributions. Obviously, you know, had a direct goal contribution that resulted in them winning a trophy. I agree with Dima. I like that a lot. Um, I don't know the full story of what's happened since he's gone to Hoffenheim. I've read had some injuries. Um, I don't know if maybe he's had some difficulty settling in and things like that. But he's he has not played for them a whole lot. Um, since joining Hoffenheim in, was it 2021? 2020. 2020, I think. Oh, 2020. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, we're going on a year and a half that he's barely played for them. So, his past performances, definitely um, a fan of those. I, I do think that based upon that, he's got to have some quality in him. Um, but like I said, it was a little bit concerning that for the past year and a half, he's, you know, whether it's injuries, him not just – being able to get assimilated into the squad that does raise a little bit of a concern for me, but um, like I said, I'd have to watch him a little bit more um, like some, I don't know if there's compilations on him or videos of him playing, but um, definitely this is one that I would, of all the ones we've discussed, like I said, this is one that I think I would more so be in favor of because it's a position that we need to back up and we need competition in the squad. Um, I mean, we, 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 I don't, we need to have players that don't have their positions, you know, in stone. We need, we need to generate some competition that nothing is given, everything is earned. But I, I think with this one is, I would definitely be in favor if it was like a six month loan, just to kind of see how things work out. I would definitely be in favor of bringing him for the second half of the season, especially because in the Premier League, let's say he would start in his attacking midfield spot. Buyaski hasn't had the same impact towards the second kind of half of the fall as he did in the first half of the, like more in the summer. And listen, sometimes it's just not a bad thing to have quality attacking, you know, pieces on the bench. How many times have we been needing a goal chasing a game? And then the, one of the substitutions substitutions is Chapelia for Chaparenko. Like, yeah, no, it's a waste of a sub in my opinion. I'd rather bring on no one or like it's uh, a Lenyev or a Kirill Popov. You know, so I, I think I would be 100% backing a six-month loan deal because I do sh- – I 100% share your concerns, Eric, that, like, I we don't know what's going on at Hoffenheim. That's why I list a six-month loan, kind of low-risk, potentially high-reward. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I would, I, I would like that a lot. I would be – Six-month loan with maybe, like, an option to buy. Yep, like that. exactly. And listen, if it works out, great. You know, maybe he could contr- – I'm not saying he has to contribute five goals and X amount of assists, but at least making a difference. Because let's be honest, sometimes Bujalski's positioning is a little bit higher next to the striker, which maybe makes it difficult sometimes against these low-block UPL, you know, teams. And really, I mean, outside of playing Shakhtar, and we're going to have to be trying to break teams down. So bringing in another attacking brother, I don't think it's going to hurt. And he could also play on both wings. He's right footed, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, Dima, you want to add anything on the uh, Gacinovic transfer? 
or potential, I should say. I mean, it's basically it's basically already uh, everything's been said. But yeah, a loan, a six month loan with um, with an option to buy sounds good to me. You know, if he's good, we can buy him, and if he's not, off you go. Uh, you know. Um, and one more piece of transfer news. Uh, Rakov Chestochova has submitted an offer for Shkurin with a one-year loan with an option to buy. Um, excuse me. I think that's if listen, if he can get guaranteed game time at Rakov, you know, I'm not saying he hasn't been a good servant for us. He's he's worked hard. I liked his uh, you know work ethic since he's been here, but um I think it would be best for all parties if he moved on. I you know, we've talked about Shkurin in the past, but you know, I, I just think somewhere where he can get game time consistent. I think that's what he needs most because at Dynamo, he didn't really get it. At CSK, Moscow, he didn't get it. Um, so I, I think whatever – I want to see him do well. I thought, like I said, he had a good amount of assists for Dynamo. Unfortunately, never scored. But, um, yeah, hopefully um, he finds a, you know, a place maybe in Chestakova, uh that really you know can help bring the best out of him. And the last bit of news today, but certainly not least, is uh, Belkevich, uh, Valentin Belkevich, uh, would have been 49 today. Uh, Dynamo Kiev midfielder uh, who passed away in 2014. Um, really, uh, Eric, I think it's fair to say a legendary Dynamo player. Yeah, he was so good. I loved him. He was so good. He was he, – I believe he played as like an, in a, like an attacking mid position behind two yep. strikers. Um, but he was class. I mean, it was very sad. I remember he died, and I think him and Hussein died like pretty close, like yeah. within a month of each other, and, or something like that. Which was, that was a really sad time. And Adribal, that, they were all three that died in like a five week span. Yeah, that was that was very sad. But yeah, he was a class player. I, I really liked him. You know, I, what I love is sometimes on the Denali YouTube channel at halftime, they show highlights of uh, old games or mm-hmm, they'll show like yeah. best free kicks. And Every single time they do the best free kicks, you already know he's going to have like five or six, or sometimes they'll do best assist. He's going to have five or six. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, I was I wasn't born at the time, but my, one of my favorite assists is uh, his assist to Shevchenko against Bayern Munich in the Champions League in like April '99 with the outside of his foot, just like, yeah, uh, you know. You weren't born in '99. I was born May '99. I was born the day before the Champions League final. Jesus Christ. Okay. Wow, and I guess, guess I stay Dima, quiet. Dima I... wasn't even Dima wasn't even a thought at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I stay quiet in this, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm right with you on that one. Yeah, from the from the highlights, I've seen you know, a fantastic play. You know the uh, the technique of the pass in particular. It's probably you know you can put our whole squad's passing ability together, and you wouldn't get you wouldn't get what you did with him. A fantastic player, um, very good. You know, did it against all sorts of opposition, uh, Champions League, uh, UPL, domestic, anywhere. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you always see you you always see in those halftime compilations, don't you? All the all the free kicks. Yeah, and I just want to notice one thing is like he was obviously a great servant for the club. You know, captain Dinamo, coach in the academy with the reserves, I believe. And you know, he came from Dinamo Minsk. You know, he had played for a year or two there. And, you know, we've talked about in the past kind of improving our scouting and hopefully that's, you know, something Dynamo could, you know, hopefully try to do better in the future kind of scouting like your Dynamo TV leases, you know, your Dynamo Mints, you know. Well, hopefully, well, hey, what are you talking about? Didn't Korazun come from Dynamo Minsk? Oh, you're right. About? That's and, right. And didn't, and didn't Lotosvili or wherever, 
did Lotrosvili, if I got that right, wasn't that yeah. his name? Yeah, did he come from Dynamo Tbilisi? Yeah. Did he? Uh, yeah, he did. But in what? In like the last 20 years, that's two players. Like we missed out on like uh, Eric's favorite for, uh, Georgian winger, uh, Kvaratskhelia. Um, you have Zurab Davitashvili, another good attacking midfielder. There's a bunch of good young Georgians in the squad now. And, and, and a lot of them, unfortunately, really, st- if they don't go to Russia, a lot of them stay there until 22, 22, 23. And then they move on to like Greece or Cyprus or Bulgaria, you know, instead of we can maybe be picking off these players at 18, 19, bring them here, maybe give them a half year, year loan somewhere else in the UPL and then, you know, integrate them into the squad. But uh, for right I now, was I, really, can- I, was re- I was really bummed when we missed out on a foot to lava. Oh yeah, the legend himself, Pochalava. Oh yeah, um, you know no, that. Now listen, it's uh, sorry, Alex. It's time no, for kidding. my Surkis. It's time for my Surkis hate segment uh, weekly. <laughs> um, so it's it's been you know it's been said that he's going to have a meeting with Luchesko about transfers. Um, now, so how many times have we heard this rumor about him having a, a meeting with Luchesko about transfers in the past? Nearly two years, and what's what's materialized from that? So you know you can you can meet all you want, but you know meeting isn't <laughs> it's not really going to amount to anything, is it? And then he comes out uh, hints that there's going to be no transfers. He's going to say that you know the vector of the club is uh, developing young Ukrainian talent. If it really was that, love it, fair enough. But it isn't, is it? Because in two years under um, under Luchesko, we've seen one player come from a, the under-19 team to the senior team, Zabarne. And actually, he already played in friendlies before. But even then, I mean, if it wasn't for the injuries, if it wasn't for COVID, if it wasn't for Timchik getting uh, uh, that, that, that injury in um, in the game against Jisna, then you would we even know who Zabarne is? You know, he'd be a bench player at most right now, my, my, my guess. My guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just we well we, we don't we don't develop young players. We we don't we they at most they get a few minutes off the bench uh, in the friendlies and then nowhere to be seen in yeah. the in the league. Nowhere to be seen. And then the, you know the academy it's not good enough. They are not taught. They're taught how to counterattack. This is not good enough. If you're gonna insist on not spending money, fine, fine. Don't 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 spend money. Uh, on transfers, spend it on the academy, spend it on proper coaches, not not textbook coaches, Soviet textbook coaches who teach counterattacks. They don't know how to press it, so they don't know how to um, sustain pressure like we saw in today at the time today's game against uh, uh, Buda Glimt, um, who I have a very strong hatred against now for reasons we'll explain. But yeah, I mean, like, come on, put put your money where your mouth is. We're not seeing any. We're not. We're not seeing any young players come through. We're not. You know, we're seeing. Oh well, Voloshin is tearing up the under 19s You know, last year we had um, what's his name already? The striker. I forgot. We scored in like every single game. Vanat. Oh, Vanat is tearing up there. Well, where where are they? Where are they? One's been shipped up to Chernomorets. One's coming off the bench at left back. Where are they? You know, we're not developing players and we're not buying players. So where do you want to get with that? You, yeah. you, you tell me, but yeah. And, and, and Dima, I'm 100% um, with you on this one, that I have no problem 
you know, if we're not going to spend money, we're going to go for developing Ukrainian talent. I love that, you know, raising but players. But we're not doing that. So. But, but we're not. And you bring, you bring up the, the best point, I think, in all of that. If you're not going to spend the money on the transfers, you got to at least splash the cash on a good first team staff and a good U19 staff. You don't really need the best coaches in the world at the U14 and 15 level. I had, but, I had my friend say, well, is building infrastructure not developing the club? Well, no, it isn't, because what's the point of infrastructure if the coaching had, is shit? There's can, no... Dima, can I ask you a question? Have yeah. you ever seen infrastructure score a goal? No, I haven't seen infrastructure well, score a goal. And I'd rather have I'd rather have them train on a on a field with you know patchy grass with proper coaches rather than the, the crap we have now, but on proper infrastructure. Yeah. But Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Um from that we're gonna talk a little bit about the uh Dinamo's preseason games. Um Four uh, back-to-back four no wins against Atletico. Let's, hang on, sorry. Let's let's bring up yesterday's game, uh, the under nineteen game. Oh, you want to uh, talk about that the, first? The, the it's the like Turkish Ant- team, Antalya which is Spor, something like that. Antalya Spor. Antalya Spor, yeah, that's that's. I, well, you could be right. You could be wrong. I I don't know. Uh, it was drawing two two, uh, but yeah, it's not important who who did what. Um, really, because it's the same Kostuk ball. Crap! Um, it's insignificant as to who scored. They, what was they the play score really was. poor football, though. I'm not gonna lie. If they, if they can't counter, no, well, yeah. that that team is just. If they can't counter attack, that team is nothing. I'm telling you. Yeah, um, I've said it all along. Um, but uh, what I'm, what I, you know, what I was gonna say was, uh, Diallo scored a goal, which did look offside to me, and he reacted. What what exactly happened? Like, was he provoked? By, um, I th- I thought what I thought he might have I have no idea. The only thing part I saw is that I think he did a really bad tackle on someone and then it just kicked off from there. It's something like that, but yeah, now it, it ended up in a fight. He got a red card for the second game in a succession, actually. Um, but you know, now we're hearing reports that Luchescu is not calling him up to the first team for this exact reason because of his poor attitude. Now I'm just gonna say, you know. Are we in really a position to pick and choose uh, players who we do get and we don't get because of their personality? We've got the banner on the. But, but you know what, Tadima? I don't understand this at all because if you're Luchesco and you see Diallo is a good player, but he has a problem with his attitude, wouldn't you rather call him up and then you work on his so you could be with him every training session? Every He's 19. Game? But that's what I'm saying. He's like, 19. I, let someone, like, I would rather say, you know what? As coaches and as a first coach, let's take him to the first team and let's have him work on his attitude here. Let's let him grow because the more the more he develops, hopefully the more his attitude will calm down a little. If it's as bad as they're saying, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, and and now I'm, uh, you know, and why don't we get a psychologist like a proper team does? I mean, every proper team has a first team psychologist, and not even just a first team, but you know, just a team psychologist. Do we have one? I, I haven't heard of it, and I strongly doubt that we have one. So instead of writing off a 19-year-old, why don't we work on it? You know, it's clearly he's, he's not going to be the finished article at 19. Nope. And, you know, we're saying, well, oh, well, he might not be good enough for the under-19s. Well, do you know what? Don't you think that there's only one way to find out whether or not yeah. he's good enough? Absolutely. If he's not good enough, he's not good enough. Fine, fair enough. 
we can, you know, we can we can say that he's not good enough. Then he can go out on loan. But if he's been given a, you know, if he's not been given a chance, then you can't say he's not good enough because you simply don't know. But yeah, this is this is the thing with us. We'd rather dump a 19-year-old with a difficult personality. This is the same. This is the same with Ribrov. He'd rather, you know, he he, he would prefer to have players with easy personality yeah. rather than technical, talented players. I mean, you look at top teams. Do they not have players with difficult personalities? Does Neymar does is Neymar's personality easy? You know. Yeah, it, does, it's too. It's you too know, does, did, did, did Ramos never get sent off? Is his personality difficult? You know, yeah. and to be fair, I think he, I don't mind a little bit of that passion and aggressiveness because you need that sometimes. No, no, to go exactly. with I mean, yeah, I agree. Would you, agree would you rather? Would you rather have some? Would you rather have someone like Samba Diallo with that little bit of spark? And you know, yeah, he could get him sent off, but he could also do some kind of magic or a passive player like Artem Gromov in the team. Or Dennis. Well, Adler. exactly. And I, I, I saw someone. I saw someone say, "Well, you never saw players like Shepel of kick off like that." Well, look at well, look at him. Of course, he doesn't kick off. <laughs> of course, he doesn't. Look at him. Look at the way he plays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, um, it, it's just, it's just it's just a, sh- a shame, really. Uh, you know, we we talked with Andrew two weeks ago. You know, maybe the, a new manager will come in and kind of hopefully start to sort this out a little more. But uh, I, I don't know, Eric. You got anything to add on all this? No, I mean, I just pretty much what Dima already said. I think it's ridiculous to say that I'm going to write a player off because a 19-year-old doesn't have the best attitude. I mean, really, any player that doesn't have the best attitude, unless it's something that's, you know, it's just habitual and it is not changing over time yeah. and it continues to come at the detriment of the team, fine. At that under, at that point, I understand. But for God's sake, the kid's 19 years old and he's got more talent than half of this squad put together. Um, I just, like I said, I just... It's a little ridiculous. I, I you know, I, again, I'm not saying that I, I want to see it, um, a player getting red carded every other match and putting this team in a, you know, in a difficult position. But at the same time, I mean, I, I need, I, I'm frankly, sorry, frankly, I'd be upset too if I saw crap like that playing on the wins in the first team when I'm rotting away in the under 19s. But yeah, sure, carry on, Eric. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like ability wise, like give them a chance. I mean, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I just this goes back to what I've been saying since last year with the team selections and his, you know, starting eleven substitutions and things like that. I just, I just don't understand it. But yeah, yeah. Um, sticking with the uh, winter preseason camps, we'll, we'll touch on some of the games now. Um, like I started mentioning earlier, uh, four back-to-back four-nil wins against Atletico Pulpilendo and Racing Luxembourg, a three-one win over Real Murcia, and a one-one draw with Bodo Glimt this morning. There's not much point analyzing these, you know, no. into them. I, I will say, uh, so I think is it was it Real Murcia where we scored a terrible, we conceded a terrible goal. Like yeah, throw off, the, off the throw-in. That was yeah, yeah. That was so 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 bad. This is what I'm talking about. This squad's concentration. Complete lack of profici- professionality, uh, professionalism. What am I talking about? Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, what, what else can I think? Is it, was it against Racing Luxembourg where we scored a hysterical goal? I mean, Brasco literally, like, I think I think it was either their goalkeeper or the centre back. They, they passed it straight to Brasco. I think it was the centre back passed it straight and then to Brasco. Like yeah, <laughs> it was hysterical. And, then, and the same thing. Yeah, the same thing happened in another game where like. So the goalkeeper passed straight, so I think it was cool. Actually, cool, squared it. I think he squared it across. 
And I think it went like the cross. It wasn't even a good one, but it went right through the keeper. <laughs> and was, I think it was still going to go over, but yeah, I just got a tap and it's one of those two, I forgot. And, and you know what, though? I just want to go back to the Real Murcia one, or Murcia, Murcia, whatever. The, the Apologies if I mispronounced the team. But like that goal we conceded was honestly, the I think one of the worst goals I've ever seen this, at least this season. Terrible. Yeah. And like this is Terrible. what I, I don't, I believe was Sidokchuk playing at that time. I couldn't tell you. I'm sorry. But this I is like he, I thought he came on at halftime. I don't think he was. But like let's just, uh, so I'll give him a pass, but this is where I feel like you really need a proper first team hard-nosed son of a bitch center back cuz shit like that should not be happening. That that, that, like that down. Wait. It got caught out pretty badly there. Yeah, it was Serotan Burda at center back over there. Uh, yeah. And I under and I'm not going to give Burda too much crap because he's coming. He hasn't played yeah, in such a long time. Yeah. But listen, we, we need. I I still think we might need to bring someone in because if we're going to be like we said earlier, bringing up this Ukrainian talent, they cannot be just learning this on their own. They got to be with someone with Burda, Popov, and another top level center back. We can't just have one very good center back in Burda, another good one in Popov who's been injured and just relying on Serota Zabadi and Shabanov. Like that, that just cannot happen. Um, Kulak scored a very nice goal, I think, in the same game to equalize. Um, Kulak is the leading goal scorer, by the way. Have you guys ever thought about that? Yeah, okay, yeah, but okay, let's hit the let's pump the brakes for a minute. Like his, <laughs> yeah, his I mean, goal, his, his who goal is he scored Lucia, against. Okay, don't get me wrong, that was a good, it was a very good finish off the volley yeah. into the lower corner. It was a good goal to quote Dima. Let's not hype him up scoring against. Fourth division size Spanish yeah. teams right but, now. Okay, but they, I mean but again, hyped, good finish, but but people hyped up no. for doing less. We're not those people. That's we're, true. we're not. We're not wax that fans. But <laughs> I'm not like again. I'll give them credit. It was a very good. No, finish. it was a great not goal. Taking anything away from the goal, but realistically, okay, realistically. We, you know, realistically, yeah, these are fourth division sides. I mean, I don't know. The fact that we're not beating these teams like Eight nil. five nil. I mean, again, some of them beating four nil, fair enough. That's how it should be. You know, the, the Murcia match was, I mean, was two awful. goals got scored pretty quickly and then it was just god awful up until about the, was it the 70th, 75th yeah. minute? And then Shaparenko and Bujalski came on and then it was a totally different game and we pretty much took over. But but to be, um, fair, but to be fair though, Eric, one of the four nils, I think, I don't remember if it was against uh, Atletico or the Luxembourg side, it was one nil until the Dynamo were like three goals in five or six minutes, like after the 75th minute. Yeah, yeah. So even though it was four nil, the overall game Dynamo were kind of poor. I think it was against Luxem- the Luxembourg side. Um, so it's just... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to nitpick though. Four nil wins a four nil win. I mean, I understand, but if you're scoring four goals, I don't care really at what point you're doing them as long as you're putting the ball in the back of the net, but I get what you're saying. And I think I'd be a little bit more concerned, to be honest, if this was – because we're having two winter camps, are we? Because I think we're coming back to Kiev for a day or so, and then we're going, I think, again to Turkey. Turkey, that's what I thought, too. Yeah, because I know we play, like, the Nama Tbilisi. So, like, I'm going to be more concerned about the performance in those games because this, I, you know, yeah, we'd want to see a little bit better. Yeah, we're just starting. But but we're just starting up, you know, we don't even have the full Well, it's going better than it was last year, to be fair. This is true. This is very true. I still hate this calendar. (laughs) Um, I hate this calendar. Like, we should be doing the old, like, the Belarus still does it, the way the old Soviet calendar worked, which was 
like March, February, March until like November. Like it just makes so much more sense. Yeah, I, I just think in the circumstances, like unless you're gonna pretty much be on winter break until like the first weekend in February or last weekend in January, it, it makes no sense to take eight. What is it? And like, especially too, like if you. And especially if you're in Europe too, aren't those like our first matches when we come yeah. back? Yeah, we it's don't like if, if we were like you have, like you've got this you've got this huge break, and then we've got the training camps, right? And of course, we always schedule just terrible opposition. Yep. And then it's like all of a sudden you come back and you're just thrown into the fire. Oh, okay, now we've got the knockout rounds, like in you know in the Europa League, yeah, or, or the something Champions like that. League, yeah, exactly. Well, Champions League, yeah, it's been a while, <laughs> but like uh last year in the Europa League and I mean thankfully we showed up and it was good but I just I just I can't stand this calendar I I, it's I mean listen there's not there was not much you can really say to defend it is there I mean um yeah trying to think if there's anything else uh to talk about uh oh uh Dima you want to explain your ball to Glenn yeah yeah um I'd, I'd be lying if I said I watched it. It was supposedly a good. I'm sorry, I, I had to go to class. Um, but it, it was it was supposedly a good header off a corner. Um, by Vitinho, fair enough. Uh, the goal conceded. I can talk. It's just a classic Bouchard mistake, and you you know it's so you bad. know what I'm talking. You know what I'm talking about. You know I don't even have to explain it. I will explain it, but you don't like. I'm 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 assuming that you know for the people listening, when I say the classic Bouchard mistake, you're gonna know exactly what it is. You're gonna have an image in your mind playing. You know the exact you know thing that happened. Comes the corner comes in. Yeah, Anton Boyle kind of lost the header there, but I mean Bouchan easily could have at least at, at least uh, punched it away e- easily. He should have done that, but no, he misses the ball and it, they head it in and it's one all. Um, and apart from that, you know Sudarchuk Shaparenko won and the game. Uh, you know that's. Not, not a good sign you know it's an off game and you know, every player can have an off game I hope it's no I hope it stays an off game because if we can't Sudarchuk he has uh, an off game uh, rather an more off game too often. Uh, freak, frequently than last season Shaparenko is the one player we, we cannot ha- afford to have um, uh, an off game but yeah I mean again we just can't handle the pressure uh, the pressing um yeah, it's you know it's not taught from academy, and you know you're not going to learn that. However, all these guys like Shapilov uh, are, you know, you're not going to know. Uh, when I talk about you know the fact that you know Ruslan Nishriat finally, as maybe Luchesko saw my hashtag free Nishriat uh, campaign, and he does come on. Um, it's one on one with the with the striker. He does very well to come out and claim the ball, and of course, that absolute dickhead manages to kick him in the face, give him a concussion, and break his nose. So uh, I'm gonna get his name. I'm gonna have to name and shame him. Um, Las Silva Nordas. I couldn't care less if that's how you pronounce it. Screw you. Um, yeah, anyway, um, so, not a team I like at all anymore. So I just want to bring this up. I had, while you were talking, Dima, like, oh, I haven't, I've seen Vitinho's header, but let me check out the goal that um, oh, we conceded. It, like, and- it, got, it, got headed, it got headed like up in the air, and he just, I mean, it was kind of tough for him to grab it, which is what he tried to do. But, yeah, but just he punch him. Just run through that. And he couldn't, he like mishandled it, headed into the net. 
You, you know what my favorite part about this? I don't know if you remember. So the ball comes over, like it goes to the back post. There's one second where Bouchon is in line with the post, with the back post, or like even outside the goal. And I'm like, this guy isn't going? it. I'm telling you, this I, I guy mean, isn't it. He's been making less of those mistakes. I remember, I remember the start of last year. He kept, he kept making that same mistake over and over again, like consecutively. I think it's not as bad as that it was anymore. But I, I don't see it with him at all. I think he's, you know, pretty overrated for what he is. I'm afraid to say. And by the way, I've just seen the play with Neshadet, where the whatever the fucker's name that like it's not even close. Like if there was the ball was close and he just kind of missed it, fine. But that wasn't even fucking close. Where how he left his foot in there? Just booted him in the face. Just booted no, him in the just... face for no fucking reason. Ridiculous. Yeah. In a, in a friendly, yeah. really. I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, he had a proper. You know, he had a proper nose beam. You know, well done. You know, well done to him for you know keeping his cool there. Um, you know, very brave goalkeeping. Well, yeah. He did manage to get the ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not really going to do any good for us, is it, or for no. him? Uh, but yeah, that's that. I, I just wanted to mention um, some standouts I've noticed that uh, this team is a disaster without Mikola Shaparenko. And I've actually kind of liked how Brashka plays. Um, he at times kind of looks a little bit more composed in the sense that he has no problem trying to break lines with his passes. Well, I think Sidorchuk sometimes plays a little um, too simple. And I think you brought this up, Dima, something about his like awareness on the pitch you liked as well. Wait, so sorry, can you repeat about that? About Brashko, like I was saying about like how he, the one thing we li- I liked about him is how oh, he, he, yes. to, he likes sorry, to be more yeah. direct with his passing. My, and you were my wife about, is in the best, yeah. yeah. No, it's, and you're talking about his Yeah, no, he, he did look composed and he looked and he looked like he, you know, he was willing to even drive forward with a ball and take the initiative a bit, which is you know what I like to see, frankly. But uh yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to add on the uh, the first winter preseason camp <laughs> besides the fact that it, we hate it? <laughs> no, nothing apart from that. No, I'll just be a little bit more, uh, I guess, critical of the uh, the one in Turkey. So we'll see. Yeah, and then um, before we go, we asked a question on our Twitter yesterday. Let me pull up the uh, the actual question. It was pick one Dynamo failed talent you wish to live up to their uh, you wish lived up to their promise can be a player of any nationality. Now, before I hear we hear your guys' options, let me read you some uh, choices uh, that were commented on. Uh, we had Yunis Belanda, we had Supriaha, very good shout, Kar- Garmash. Uh, this is a throwback, and I don't even remember seeing this player play. Denis Onishchenko, Kravets. And of course, the correct answer, Maxim Koval. See, so okay, Eric, who was your shout? Taiwo. See, I couldn't think of it. For for some reason, I really could not think of a good one. Um, you you know, someone in the chat, someone in the chat, um, mentioned Doilund, which I think is another great one. That's a good, that's a good shout. You know, who's another one? I what was that, guys? Yeah, you carry on, carry on. The the one I think I I also saw uh, in the chat was a Kalitvinsev. Um, very good shout, very good shout. You know, I I didn't think he was that bad for us, but but yeah, that's fair. He wasn't bad, but you know, he's one of those kind of like 
he's in like the Yefhen Chuma category, who he actually always played pretty good at worst for us. But did, they just never gave him a proper chance. Like as like one year, like, hey, we're going to give you this season or this half season. You're going to get a lot of minutes. If you can prove yourself, you're you're going to stay on the team. If not, you're being shipped out. And I just feel Pelicans have never really got that. He got it like... And he used to play game. really well. I remember yeah. I remember at the start of the 14-15 season, he was like tearing it up. Yeah. He looked so good. And then he went to Chodnamonets for that half year where he was, again, very good. And then just nothing after that. So... It's yeah. that I, if I had to probably go with one, he would probably be my shot. But I'm, I'm trying to think if there's any more we could think of. Um, I can think of I, I'm, <laughs> I can think of a player, but who was that centre back who was going to be like the future of Dynamo? Oh, Ochigava, Ochigava. That 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 was Ochigava. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But you know he yeah. never played that bad. I thought I really didn't. No, he, that's bad. another one. He never did that badly. But you. Wow, that's a throwback. I don't remember the last time I uh, heard of that name. Oh, God knows where he is now. Let, let's check where Zurab Ochigava is. Didn't we sign him? Uh, for- hang on, here's one. Here's one, Andre. He was like he was in that trio with I think Neymar and was it Ganso? I think it was. I, with I Ganso, Ganso, Ganso but, yeah, they're at Santos. And he was part of that. He was yeah. at part of that trio, and you know he we signed him for good money, and he just did nothing. Yes, um, and. Oh, so, uh, another one. Oh, another you, one. Sorry, Dudu. I mean, Dudu, he, he, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe he fulfilled his potential elsewhere, but with us, no chance. Uh, how about? Or do you remember like? Uh, do you remember Lucas we brought from Carpathia Lviv in like 2012? Oh God, him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm just looking. Uh, he's got the. He's got the 12-13 squad. Uh, Bezos. Um, Milievski and Aliyev. Milievski and Aliyev are the obvious choices. Of course, we wanted. We all wanted. Them to fulfill their potential, you know. But they were um, still very, I mean, especially Milevsky was still very good for yeah. us. Uh, like, yeah. No, he was still very good, but he should have been even better, to be honest. Uh, yeah. He, he was very good. But no, the problem is not that he wasn't very good, but he wasn't very good for long enough, if you see what I mean. Yeah. yeah. I, I, th- yeah. I think, I think the, for me, like my kind of pick though, when I thought about this was like, and the reason I kind of went for Khalid said is someone who at times showed well, but for whatever reason, never really broke into the team. That's why I wouldn't really consider Molesky mm-hmm. or Aliyev because they were consistent members of the team. And would, you know what I so would you yeah. guys would you guys put Rotan up there? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. fair enough. He never but, really did it at Dynamo. He he didn't. But you I mean, can also go he, way he back. Wasn't, he wasn't bad. You can go way back. Sergey Kravchenko. That was a guy that you know oh, he was Kravchenko. tipped to be the next, he, but then did nothing for us. Yeah, really. I, I, I would um, say, I would say Kravchen, Kravchenko more over Rotan. Well, Rotan's yeah. first time, his first stint at Dynamo was decent. I mean, it, was, it wasn't, wasn't great. Wasn't like he was at Klobus. Oh wow, decent. Klobus. Gee, oh, that's a very good. That's a very good. That's a very good shout, actually. Um, uh, by the way, I didn't re- so Rotar was 24 when he came to Dynamo, so he's a little bit older than I thought he was. That's that second transfer to Dynamo was just oh, I, was I don't terrible, that. yeah. That was absolutely awful. I, I have a jersey from his second terrible. transfer, actually. That uh, was, yeah, that, that was not good. Uh let's see. Well, let's go back to 2008-9. Okay, here we go. Jesus, who oh, are some of these Bogus. people? Bogus, that's who that's yeah. what he can fulfill his 
that's a good shout actually bogus um was zozulia rybka 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 you could say you you could say to Nathan Morozuk, but like, were, was he ever really like considered as t- like you know well, terrific well, prospect? Well, I was gonna say the same thing about Zuzulia. Like, I never thought Zuzulia was that or good at all. Really, no, then he never has been that good. Um, like, if we're being honest, um, like there's a reason. Like, he was literally like third or fourth choice at Nipro. Like, sometimes until that really Europa League season, because yeah, Kalinic and uh, Dunyets playing in front of him. Yeah, yeah. Andres Escobar? Who are some of these people? I swear, every time I come onto, like, the Wikipedia page or, like, the old squad pages, I, I just find players that I just never heard of. But I, I maintain my 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 number one failed talent, Maxim Corvel. Like, from... I think he was named the goalkeeper of the season uh, in the UPL uh, a few seasons ago, and yeah, then well, it just all well, went downhill. Well, also considering that he um, didn't one of the seasons, or his debut was like at 17 against Ajax in the Champions League or something like that. And he played very... I remember that he played very, very, very well. And yeah, so, everyone was like, yeah, this guy's a real deal. Yeah, so like he... Let's be honest, he should still be our number one goalkeeper right now. If not, have he should have been our... Kachiridi was a very good shout. He could have been on his day, on his what on his day, best defender I've seen at the Nam, I'll say. Uh trying to think if there's anyone else. Rabalka was a pretty good shout. He just he just kind of fizzled out there. Like he played really well and he just kind of I never I thought I thought he was always kind of a purple patch guy. I mean uh, he he seemed like the kind of guy who he seemed like the kind of guy who needs good players in and around him, like a Miguel Veloso. Um, I was thinking, actually, of him. Would I try, uh, Would I class him? Oh, Gonzalez, that's a good one. Um, I was trying to think, you know, would I class him as a, uh, a failed talent? Who? Yes, and Veloso. I think yes and no, because he should have been, like, on top of his game, best midfielder I've seen at Dynamo. But I think... Uh, he kind of fizzled out uh, towards the end. He was still a solid player, but nowhere yeah. near as good as like you know the star that we we signed. But yeah, it is what it is. I mean, Teodorchik, that's a good one. I mean, to be fair, that when it comes to uh, what's his name, Villosa, I can only think of two words to describe what kind of stunted his time at Dynamo: Oleg Blochin. <laughs> nah, yeah, it's uh, but I. I, I First half of 12 13, that guy was insane. Like, I've never seen anything like that, a player like that before. I didn't know. Well, what, yeah. what, what do you guys think of Yevhen Makarenkov? Was he, I mean, he's, he's decent. Was he ever he really like, left supposed to be that? Good? Uh, I, no, he, I, no, he was. He seems like the kind of guy who. It's not that he was like a failed tell, but he even went beyond what his expectation was. He went, he went beyond what he was yeah. supposed to do because he was. I didn't understand benching Trimurinas for him. I, I, I still don't get that. Only a looking would have thought that's a good idea, but he was, he was okay. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, he, was right. he w- went to the Euros with Ukraine. He was on the field for Dovbik's goal at Hampton Park against Sweden. So he played well in that. He played well. Oh wow, Carlos Zambrano. 
Oh my god! Oh, wow. Did he ever play a game for us? Wow! No, he didn't. He didn't. I don't think he even played a friendly for us. That's no. a good. That's a good shot. You know who's one, I completely forgot about him. You know who's the one player I always thought like he was. I always thought he was very good, but I was just he never. He would for like three or four years he'd play in a couple of the preseason games, but never got a chance. Uh, Lukianchuk, the center back from. Where is um, he now? I know who you're talking about. Well, where was it Lukian? Wasn't he at like? Alexandria or something like that. He went to like, Olympic. Yeah, I feel. They, I feel he, like I'm thinking my football manager save. Never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's Ivan Kaluzhnya. That's that guy who I, who I've uh, forgotten about. Um, um, and then yeah. wasn't one of like the Denis Yanukov or Alexey one of those guys who was supposed to be like very good? Because Yanukov said Zonia. I think he it was might Yanukov. be. I think it was Yanukov who was like. I've 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 honestly lost track of all these supposedly top talents for our academy that just don't go anywhere. I'm you, sorry, I've... but you know what was stupid? Do you remember when Arsenal got promoted back to the UPL? I think it was 2018. Yes. We sent them like yes. 12 players off the bat, and the only one who actually is decent out of them has been Dubinchak, which I still I think he went. Only reason he's any was it that many players? It was a good was it amount. Of, it was like Alexander. I feel Osman, like it was. Alexeyev, Dubinchak. Um, Dubinchak, I remember. I remember Dubinchak. they had Mudrik that season, didn't they? Yanukov, they did have Mudrik. Orikov, they did, was yeah. there. <laughs> um, there's somewhere else, someone else. There's a couple more that were there. Um, oh, by the way, uh, Vitor Bueno, do you remember him? I remember him. I think he played like two games, three times, twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember he ended. He actually ended up. He wanted to leave us so badly. He ended up paying the compensation to terminate his loan himself. That <laughs> says a lot. And I don't blame um, him at all. I I could not blame yeah. him one ounce. Uh, all right. Any last minute shouts before we wrap this up? I can't think of anyone. I look like I mean, what a flop that guy turned out to be. Yeah, or you uh, no, of another uh, flop. Or in terms of manager, maybe. But, oh, oh! Yeah. Here's a shout, uh, Ahmed Ali Bekov. Yeah, yeah, and Sudeshvili is on the verge, but I don't. Yeah, that's that's a different thing. But Burda, that's this is this is a close one because you know it's not really his fault because he's very injury prone. But, but it still is what know, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's sad to be honest, but. Have any any love for Morozyuk? No. <laughs> maybe his free kicks maybe and his free kicks crosses and set pieces fine apart Jeez. from that or no you know who's the ultimate uh, failed town that didn't live up to his potential who Nazari Rusin oh yeah you're so talented um, but yeah I think uh, unless you guys have any more shots I think that's uh, I think we're going to bring an end to I think that's pretty much there. enough that's what it um, is yeah I, I think yeah, you know I'm, de- this- I'm depressed enough I, I think the sad thing in all of that is we probably talked for like what 15 minutes, like yeah. 10 minutes, and we named way too many players. Um, yeah, I don't think they released the schedule because I know we're due to play Dinamo Tbilisi in the second train, uh, second training camp. Uh, but I'm assuming the fixtures, dates, uh, times that will all be released in due time as a reminder all of the games are streamed on the Zenama youtube channel and you can uh of course watch them back later uh dima as usual if someone would like to contact you how could they do that 
1927 Dima, as always. And Eric, if someone would like to contact with uh, contact you. At Lubovitch. And uh, if you want to contact me, your host, you can find me on Twitter at Lishik7. Um, and real quick, just want to do this uh, last kind of little thing. Um, if you go on the Dynamo website, they did a article, 10 best games of Valentin Belkevich. So uh, maybe we could drop that uh, as one of the links when we tweet out this uh, pod. So you could find it on the Dynamo website or you can find it on our Twitter. But um, if, you, if you want to contact the show, you could do that on Twitter. You can find us there at Dynamo Abroad. DMs are open. Or you could send us a uh, email to dynamoabroadpodcast at gmail.com. Well, from everyone here at Dynamo Abroad, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Dinamo, Dinamo.